You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh yeah, fired up! It's Monday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Still in the afterglow. Of a 5-1 Flames win over the Kraken on Saturday night. Maybe the biggest win of the season? Uh, maybe. If you listen to the clip. Feels like it. Sure, Pretty there's big. 32 games left in the season and there'll be a lot to be decided here. But the Flames on a break now. This is uh, now day three of their nine-day break. One of 23 teams currently on a break. Yeah. Is that true? Yep. 23 teams currently on a break, and then the rest of them will have uh, their break right after the All-Star festivities. Mm -hmm. So as much as every team gets a bye week, it's not like the NFL where they're scattered throughout the season. Yeah. Most of the league gets them right now, so for the next few days, it'll just be a couple of games. Like, for instance, there's just one game tonight. Yeah. And then after the break is over, it's going to be a little bit more... More games, but uh, there will still be some teams on a break. Wow. Um, you know how you know how I always question the N- NHL schedule makers? That's why I wanted to bring it up, because I feel like you'd have something to say about this and how it's all put so, together. Could don't it- know if you knew this. Um, over the weekend, the NFL had its AFC and NFC championship game yesterday. Yes, correct. So uh, the winners of those two games will meet in the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona mm-hmm. on Sunday, February 12th. But until then, the National Football League, hiatus, no games. You have the Pro Bowl, which we don't even know what it's going to look like. Apparently, it's a flag football game. I don't know what it's going to look like. Apparently, there's more of a skills competition aspect this year. Maybe there's bowling. I don't even know what it's going to look like. Long drive on Thursday. What's that? Sorry, man. You got a long drive on Thursday, long drive contest. Oh, is is uh, like with golf? Is yeah, eight time world drive champ Jason Zubek going to be there? I don't even know if he's like eight time anymore. (laughs) Who's the dude with the really long hair? Yeah, that does the long drive stuff. Yeah, and he's built like a. Yeah, like all those dudes are massive. Yeah, they're and they humongous. and they have like these nine foot drivers. That Kyle yeah. Berkshire. Yeah, Berkshire is the guy <laughs> I was thinking about. Did you just Google that? Really, I, I literally was like long drive champ, long hair. Yeah. Okay, how many how many times? Kyle how Berkshire many... has been here in Calgary Ooh. at uh, the launch pads? Wow, he came and did some stuff there. What a celebrity! Mm-hmm. Um, how many uh, long drives does Jason Zubek have? He's Canadian. Jason Zubek, and he was sponsored by. Uh, I believe. Oh, he's got some arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got arms for days. He's nicknamed Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like Golfzilla. Yeah. He's like Popeye, too. Oh, he's from Alberta. That's yeah. what I mean. I knew he was Canadian. Yeah. He's from Ed- uh, Lethbridge. Oh, look at that. Mm. How many times has he won the long drive? Uh, 96, 97, 98, 99, and 06. Okay. Wow. Five time champ. Not bad. I wonder if he still hits it a mile. He's in the Hall of Fame as of 03. His, his back's probably wrecked anyway, so he probably doesn't even do it anymore. <laughs> From all that, just trying to really swing hard. Yeah, right? All that core rotation. Yeah. You okay? Need a minute? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. No, I'm good. Um, we got a uh, sort of busy show, I guess. Yeah. It's Monday, though. We, there's a lot to get to. Always on a Monday. The weekend like, bears fruit. Mm. Yeah, like Mondays, we got to recap what happened on the weekend. Uh-huh. And then Tuesday, I think we really get our footing. Wednesday, yeah. uh, we're starting to get into the groove. Thursday's the biggest show of the week. And then Friday, we just cruise into the weekend. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's, much how we operate around that's here. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, we got uh, intern Noah's back for the week. Huzzah. <laughs> um, so, Noah, um, can you slide over to Patrick's microphone real quick? Or even mine? Yeah, just oh, yeah, this move one's my... not on the board. No, yeah, just go over to Patrick. Go over to Patrick. So I have to ask you a question, Noah. Um, you had your choice of all the shows that you could shadow this week. Yeah. Why the hell did you choose ours? At this hour? Because the mornings are fun. I, I, I strongly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> As who's I done strongly disagree. Super fun in the morning. All right, so uh, you're here. Are you ready? Uh, I think we have a new segment for you this week. That is We're correct. going to do Intern Noah's 15-second um, Red Hot Flames take. Oh. So I'm going to give you 15 seconds of airtime, and you have to get as much of a flames taken as you can in 15 seconds. I'm ready. 
Okay, we'll do that in the eight o'clock hour. I think. You sure. Gotcha. Okay, we'll talk to you then, Noah. Right, Welcome thanks, back. Gentlemen. No problem. Welcome back. Um, we have a, a sort of busy show. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS, is going to join us at seven thirty. Couple things to talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah. From the yeah yeah from yesterday from the <laughs> National Football League, and uh, Luke Gazdick, uh eight thirty. Uh, really enjoyed the last chat. And I had a lot of fun talking about how he was fighting Milan Lucic. Uh, I we gotta. I might just uh, go for a little bit of a, a scroll down his hockey fights page today. I, I watched the uh, Lucic Gazdick fight. I how did, was it? I watched it, it last time too. They, it's also featured in Ice Guardians, who Luke Gazdick's a part of the okay. movie, the documentary about uh, the enforcer and the fighter in the NHL. Oh, okay. And, and that fight, how's that tilt? Uh, Lucic. It's yeah, a good one. Lucic is a. This is Bruins Lucic. Okay. Yeah. This is like <laughs> in his prime, yeah. an absolute athlete phenom. Um, but Luke holds his own. That's okay. what I'll mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. There's a couple swings from Lucic that probably would have dropped it's any right up mortal the, man. Right up against the bench but, too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's right there. Like I is having a good, a good having a good chin's a compliment. A hundred percent. Right. Like to stand in and be able to chin. Yeah. Like Jose Bautista. Oh, he got a chin. Remember when he got popped by uh, Rugnet Odor? Like, that's a good chin. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't crumple there. He took right, it, on, right nope. over second base. Nope. Jose's like, no, it, it knocked off his, his Oakley. I, I love that sign from the postseason that year uh, where it was uh, rather be punched out in May than knocked out in October. Oh, yeah. snap. Uh, that was a good sign that a, very, that a Jays fan came up with. It's very, him. very. Um, Clever. We got lots to talk about. Flames with a 5-1 win uh, in Seattle on Friday night on the back end of their back-to-back after that just putrid loss to the Blackhawks at home on Thursday night. But first, I wanted to talk to you guys about something. So after my show yesterday, Inside the Lines along the Sportsnet Radio Network, um, I played soccer. I si- Remember I told you I signed up for soccer? Yeah, you did. And uh, I PVR'd a bit of the football game so I wouldn't miss them so I can go play soccer yesterday afternoon. Okay. So uh, this, is, this is already bad bad news bears when wh- you're having why is to tape a game and then go out to a sporting event and try and avoid scores. It's yeah, risky. I, I don't have to look at my phone. Okay. I have enough discipline where I don't have to look at my phone. See, my problem is I'll get into the locker room after a game and someone will just be like, oh, this happened. And I'll be like, okay, well, well there goes it for me. Um, but please continue. I don't want to. Yeah. The guys I was playing with, I don't think really cared what was going on. I don't want to make assumptions. That's dangerous in life to make assumptions. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure the guys on my team yesterday could care less of what was going on in the National Football League. You were the only one with the PVR running? Probably. So, um, yesterday played for the first time and, um, it was interesting. Um, I enjoyed myself. I got a good cardio workout. Um, and I play for a misfit team again, right? I don't know anybody in Calgary. I can't, I can't be on a team. I don't know. So we played, um, at the trifecta sports place. Sure. So, um, went there, played yesterday. A couple interesting things. Okay. So apparently the last game I missed because I wanted to watch the football. Um, I got a scolding um, WhatsApp text from the the captain of the team. You did. Everybody did. Oh. Guys, we got to start showing up to the games. This was embarrassing. We didn't have any subs. Oh. Okay. Well, that's, that's awful. Sure. When so the captain the was game, mad. Yeah. So we play yesterday and uh, there was eight of us. You only play four on four. Okay. Right. So you play four on four because it's a small pitch. And you play soccer. So we had fun. We actually had a 2-1 lead at one point. And then the other team su- subsequently scored nine unanswered goals. Nine. <laughs> yeah, nine. And we had a goaltender, bless his heart. Uh, he's like, yeah, I play goalie. And again, I, I'm i terribly out of shape. My touch is gone. Like, because I haven't played soccer in so many years. But but I, I know the game. Like, I've played soccer in leagues before, so I kind of know it. Sure. Our keeper uh, just wanted to play goal. Bless his heart. Had literally no hand-eye coordination. Oh, no. And really didn't know the rules of when to grab the ball and when not to grab the ball. Okay, that's good. Yeah. But my favorite part, and we got waxed in the old captain of our team. And I'm not going to mention any names, nor the the team name, because in case one of them's listening. Because they have no idea. Like, I even, like, they have no idea what I do. And that's (laughs) fine, because there was no, any of that personal talk. So the captain of the team's like, guys, we got a sub. Like European accent, I don't know where he's from, but guys, we got to sob. We got to. He literally stayed on for like twelve consecutive minutes at oh, one point. Oh, good. And I literally timed it because it was runtime. <laughs> 
And I'm like, you literally just said we need to sub. And he's an older, heavier gentleman. There's no reason for him to be out there for like 12 consecutive minutes. Mm -hmm. Should be two on, two off. So at halftime, it's like, yeah, we got to sub quicker. So the guy who was in net decided to play out because he had, quote, fresh legs. Oh, sure. Yeah. So he goes out and plays. He was taking like eight to 10 minute shifts. I wanted to scream because I'd be like two on, two off, two on, two off. Like you're supposed to. Everyone gets play. You know, you stay fresh, whatever. So we got waxed yesterday, but here's the best part. I got my stuff on. The captain says bye to me. And you know what he says to me? He says, Woof. see you later, Bruce. Bruce. Now, Woof. now, I just wanted to ask you, do I look like a Brucey to you guys? <laughs> like Brucey. He hey, said Bruce. Hey, Bruce. I don't know where he got hey, Bruce, Bruce from. I literally said, hey, I'm George. I'm here. I said I'd be here this week. Hey, nice to meet you. And at the end of the time, the captain goes to me, see you later, Bruce. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. Do I remotely look like a Bruce to you? Do I look um, like a Brucey? Yeah, I could see it. Bruce? Yeah, maybe. Really? For some reason, when I think of a Bruce, I think of a gentleman who has a large noggin. Well, I have a, a big, big head. Melon, and you get a big head. Yeah. And I also think of a, a shorter, maybe stockier gentleman. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not that short. Well, you're not that tall. No, I'm average height. Five sure. ten. Okay, we'll yeah. go with average height. I'm not height a monster. Then. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. Nor, you're nor, nor you can fit me in your pocket. No, you, you're yeah. an average a, height. Appropriate size. Sure. sure. Yeah. Short femurs, though. Absolutely. Short femurs. Okay, they were slept that. in that day when they were hanging them out. That's fine. That's fine. I, I Bruce. Think you got a little bit of a Bruce to you, but really, maybe a bit. But I, it wouldn't have been my first guess. Yeah, Brucey. Maybe, like, maybe like an Archibald, <laughs> a Rudiger. <laughs> Radiger. Maybe a Charles. I could see maybe a Charles. But Bruce? Like a Brucey? Mm. Patrick. Brucey? No. Do I give you any Brucey vibes? No. And I'm not and I'm not making fun of anybody named Bruce out there. No. But I'm I, sure there's I'm sure Bruce point. is not near the top of the top one hundred baby names right now. I don't I think George is back in there for some reason. Yeah, because no, of the the future king's going to yeah. be named George. Exactly. Uh, George oh, Clooney's done us some big favors. George Kittle's a monster on the football field. There's a lot of good Georges out there. Yeah, doing well in San Fran. Yeah, well, he's out now. Um, Bru yeah, Adam and Bruce in the morning. Great new name. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce had a successful career yeah. as a male name in America dating back to at least the late 19th century. So, wow. yeah, it, it's, it's okay. an old name. Yeah, yeah because uh, Roger Lajoie called uh, Maddie Adam Rose, and now... Uh, <laughs> Adam, it's the Adam Rose and Bruce Russick. It's the eight hundred on the big show. Fifth most popular male name. Which one? Sorry, Bruce is the eight hundred and forty fifth. Okay, that's what I mean. Popular male name. So Patrick, now I have to ask you: Do I give off Brucey vibes? No. Do I look like a Bruce? I don't. I know. No. No. And then, and then, um, Alex, do I got Brucey vibes or no? Uh I don't think so. All right. Maybe more like an old fashioned. He's got name. like a John or a Michael in him. I don't know. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Like I, I, sure. I would have been really flattered if he would have said Rickster, <laughs> like a Rick, like hey, like Rick. a Jerry or a like Rick, a, a Rod. Yeah. No, I'm not a Rod. Rod. No. No. A Rod. See, if my name was Rod, I definitely would have been there with spiked hair and a visor. Like Rod, Rod is not a name; it's a lifestyle. He's got the clear Oakleys with yeah. the white rims. Yeah, and you got the you got the you got the you got the string that well, keeps your sunglasses so you don't lose them. Rod is a lifestyle; it's not a name. You definitely have Rod, like and you the, definitely. And if your name is Rod, I'm again not making too many assumptions. I want to assume you've been in a tanning bed in your life. If your name is Rod, like I don't want to. Yeah, Rod spends like a month in Florida once a year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you don't want him near your wife or girlfriend, <laughs> right? You never want your wife or girlfriend left alone in a room with Rod. Yeah. Because yeah, you know Rod is so smooth with the ladies. <laughs> Definitely feathered hair, right, for a Rod. What picture are we painting right now? I'm just like, you don't, like, but, like Noah, Noah, Noah how old are you? Noah, how old are you? <laughs> Noah's 23. You don't meet too many 23-year-old Rods, right? <laughs> right? Fair. But you, you meet Rods... <laughs> Who are in their like, you know, fifties or sixties rods, and again, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, hangs out in a tanning bed. Yeah, feathered hair, feathered hair, beautiful blow dried feathered hair, and wouldn't leave him in a room with your better half. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because right. you're like, whoa, Rod is too smooth. <laughs> Look at this guy. Like Rod would take her pants off by just looking at her. Oh, because okay. that's how Rod All would right. operate. But yeah, um, so uh, last night after I got called Bruce, I get a <laughs> message from our captain. 
Sorry, I called you Bruce. Rod's oh. even rarer than Bruce. <laughs> yeah, where does Rod rank right now? Eighty four hundred twenty sixth. How is there eighty four hundred more names popular than Rod? It's actually up five thousand from last year. How well, is there thirteen thousand <laughs> names? What do you mean? I don't know. It's according to babycenter.com. Okay, so give me something around Rod. Patrick? Rod. Oh, God. Give me um, some names right around Rod. We got a list. And you got to say Rod a certain way. Rod. Rod. Yeah. Like, Rod definitely drives like a sports car, right? An older Hello. sports car, though. I'm Rod. Maybe like a Trans Am. <laughs> with a big Firebird. Yeah, with the big Firebird on the, yeah, on yeah. the, on the, the hood. The theme course. is baby names inspired by baseball stars. So Rod Carew. Yeah, it's just a, it's a it's derived from Rodney. So there's probably there's more Rodneys. I for figured sure. that out. Yeah, but hmm. so but you know you don't have a you don't have the names around. I don't it? have the uh, I don't have a list of all. You just have to click the name and it shows where the ranking is. Now Rodney's just at nine hundred ninety nine. Oh okay. So well, the top so one thousand higher up. Yeah. Rodney. Okay. So if you go the full, yeah, you're in the top thousand. Yeah, but names. I, how does that work? If somebody's name's nobody, call, your name's Rodney. Chances are you going by Rod. I guess there are people that have the official name of Rod. Some people do like to go by their full name. Okay. That's uh, not mine. I, yeah. I prefer Matt over uh, Matthew. Rod has a wake boat and excessive amount of white chest hair. <laughs> bang on. <laughs> that's bang on in our yeah, text line. That's good. Yeah. His his yeah. second button on his shirts have yeah. never been done up. Yeah. Rod definitely is a uh, Chablis wine drinker. <laughs> Some sort of white wine on a boat. That is definitely a Rod. Sometimes maybe a little sparkle to it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Again, Rod is a name. It's a lifestyle. Um, okay, so uh my name's Bruce, apparently. So it's the Bruce and Adam show. Welcome to the, it. The big show with Bruce and Adam. Good for us. Sportsnet nine sixty the fan. The most memorable show around. Yeah, Bruce and Adam. So uh Flames win five one Friday night against the Kraken. Thirty two games left in the season. That's it. 32 games left. I want to get your uh, your take on it here. Maybe we bust out some texty McTexterson today. Oh. The Sportsnet 960 text reading robot. Excellent news. There is 32 games left in the Flames season. How many games is Dan Vladar going to start? Hmm. 32 games left in Calgary season. And let's not forget, he just tied a franchise record on Friday night. 13 straight games with at least a point. Mm-hmm. Mind you, when Mike Vernon did it in the 88-89 season, they didn't have three-point games. And if a game actually tied, it ended in a tie. Yeah, it was different. It was a different point system. It was a lot tougher to get points back then sure. than it is now in the NHL. Yeah, you had to get to the end of overtime. Right. You just you couldn't lose. Correct. Yeah. So uh, he tied the franchise record. 32 games left in the season, Matty Rose. How many games you think is Dan Vladar going to start? I think of the 32, he'll start a dozen games. A dozen? A dozen games. Not a Baker's dozen, but a dozen. I could maybe slip it to a Baker's dozen. Okay. Wouldn't be shocked. Right. But here's the other thing. Like, every time we guess goalies, I, I'm wrong, and, and that's how the way it goes. But I'm thinking about 12. Um, The rest of the way, just... From what we've seen from some of the tendencies from the way that the coaching staff has deployed the goaltenders over the course of the season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll go with 12 off the top of my head. I'm thinking I'm thinking Dan Vildar is going to play 17 of the 32 games left okay. in the Calgary Flames season. Producer Patrick Dumas, are you feeling 17 games at least for Dan Vildar here down the stretch? Mm, you know what? I... 32. I think you could probably split these guys. Yeah. I don't know. I'm it's thinking Vladar is going to probably going to get a l- one or two more than Vladar. So less, 17. Or than Mark you think? Yeah. Around 17, 16 starts for but, sh- but should he? Yeah, I think he should because right now they're winning games with him in net. I no, know Vladar, not Mark. Sorry, Vlad- Vladar. That's what I meant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know I keep hearing the same thing uh, on this radio station over and over again. But when the playoffs start, Jacob Markstrom will be in net. Why? Yeah. If Ladar's Ladar's playing better, you put him in that. If Ladar gives you the best chance to win today, and I don't care about the contract, and people are always obsessed with contracts, like right now, Dan Ladar, in my opinion, gives you the best chance to win a hockey game. So with 32 games left in the season, he should start at least 17 of them. I don't think that's crazy, Patrick. It's not crazy. Not at all. And 
And they only have three three back to backs left the rest of the way. I think it is it three or four. Uh, let me double check. And I just counted four. So either way, yeah. I doesn't I, matter. I did the numbers like a week and a half sure. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vladar's actually played better competition. The winning percentage of the teams that Vladar has played has been better than the ones Markstrom has played. That's much like they did last season when they were the first place team in the Pacific. Like Dan Vladar played the Avalanche a ton. He would get all the tough matchups on the road. I think he played the game in Boston amongst some other games in that Eastern Conference swing. The Flames don't shelter their backup goaltender. They've seemed to use him more when the other netminder needs a break. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that we've seen as the season has gone on is they've given some leash to Dan Vladar when he's been the guy that's played better. Like, that's the reason why I could say 12. I could easily see 17. I could see getting as high as 20 for him and and split it the other way in a 20 and 12. This all, for me, is the hot hand. And goaltenders can change in the course of a week, in the course of two weeks. Jacob Markstrom out there getting it on at Ranchman's. Maybe that's what he needs to get himself right and come sure. back for the for the rest of the season after the All-Star break. That was some dancing. That but, was. But let me tell but let me say this. There's a lot of Flames fans out there on the text line sure. and on and on Twitter um blaming Markstrom for some of these losses. Like yeah, he needs to make some big saves, but there's bigger issues with the team than Markstrom. Them literally scoring 3 goals of goal support over his last 3 games. That's a thing. That's absolutely a thing. So it's easy to point the finger at Markstrom when there are some issues with this team. You need you need another top six scoring winger. You need to probably add more depth to the blue line. But 32 games left in the season, should Dan Vladar be playing at least 17 of them? 960-960, name and location. Texty McTexerson will read your text messages uh, throughout the program. Straight ahead, uh, we got to do the Rose Report. Um, a jam-packed, Sports weekend, the AFC NFC Championship game. Maddie's still in mourning over his Cincinnati Bengals. A bit uh, salty today. I got lost to talk about too. Um, uh, I got a, I got a bit of an issue with the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, that's too bad. I got a, I got a bit, bit of an issue with a historical landmark. Oh, <laughs> here or where? And uh, where? a specific wait, person. Wait, and a specific person stuck it to a specific country. Oh, on the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, we'll do all of that. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Or Bruce and Adam, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Coming to you live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. I think it's fair to say still in the afterglow of Flames 5-1 victory in Seattle against the Kraken on Friday night. Yeah, sure. I'm in. Uh, Derek Wills uh, really hammered it on his uh, call. Probably the biggest win of the season. Obviously still a ton of important games left here with 32 games to go in the Flames season. And when you hear that number, you're like, that's it? Man, this year's flying by. It is Absolutely flying by. That is a big win for them. The Pacific Division is going to be a fun race to the end. The Kings are in first place right now. And what? Five point difference? And nobody's going to finish with 100 points in this division. (laughs) That's fine. No, that's crazy. How close it is. They're They're not the strongest, but it is very close. Yeah. Like we talked about it, I don't know, it was recently, but yeah. You look at the the Atlantic. Bruins up 81 points. Fifth place is the Panthers with 54. It's 27 point difference. That's crazy. There's a six point difference between the first and the fifth place team in the Pacific. I'm telling you, I uh, I'm getting uh, New York Yankees vibes from the Bruins this year. Maybe you peaked too Three early. Straight now. Three straight. That's what I mean. Yeah. The Yan- oh the Yankees are gonna break the all time record. Blah blah blah. And then they like played below 500 ball after the All Star break or in and around there. They got the Bruins got a massive one on Wednesday before the bye week too. So I'm just saying, four in a row. There's such a thing as peaking too early. Eleven points on the Leafs. Is that an insurmountable lead? And where's the Leafs overall in the league though? The in Leafs the are league? top what four team in the NHL? Three. Yeah, uh, the top four teams in the NHL right now are all from the Eastern Conference. 
well, not a surprise when you look at some of the uh, some of the blockbuster teams in there, right? There are some Bruins, wagon, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Hurricanes. Yeah. If you go by point percentage, it's actually five teams before you get to the Dallas Stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Charles Davis, the NFL on CBS, will join us at 7.30. We'll talk about Championship Sunday from the National Football League. Luke Gazdick will join us at 8.30. We're still taking your test messages, 960-960. With 32 games left in the Flame season, should Dan Vladar be playing at least 17 of them or at least getting 17 starts down the stretch here? Um, I got a bone to pick with a historical monument. Uh, the Oilers uh, angered me over the weekend. Did they? And uh, a specific player said, suck on that to a specific country. Mm, wonder what that could be. Um, I that's wonder. all straight ahead. Mm. Uh, mm. But right now, the Rose Report yes. brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. What happened to the Marty well, Rose I, part? I grabbed the wrong bed. Oh okay, God. can we start again? Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. Let's turn it off. Yeah. Turn the bed off. Yeah. You want me to read the sponsor to give you a little extra time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Better like, believe it. Alex, do you think that was actually going to fly with us? No, no, no. I, I played it, but I'm not going to just cut it off because that sounds horrible, mm, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Go All ahead. right. Well, welcome to your Monday. Really a smooth sailing so far on the show today. Uh, lots to get to. Flames wrapped up their pre-All-Star schedule. Uh-huh. Uh, championship Sunday in the NFL. You betcha. Uh, Raptors doubleheader over the weekend. Sure. Plus, I got some Aussie Open highlights. Sweet. We got some golf updates Ooh. and a whole bunch of local notes. Love it. You ready, bud? Um, um, where am I going? Let's go with the Flames. They wrapped up their pre-All-Star schedule back on Friday. Well, in Seattle, the battle, the Kraken. Yeah. Denny Gilbert back in the lineup. Came in the lineup for Connor Mackey. Denny Gilbert? Yeah, from Buffalo. Uh, skated on a pair with uh, Michael Stone. Dan Vladar got the nod between the pipes. Disappointing showing Thursday. The Flames lost 5 1 to Hawks. And then Friday, also not a great start for the guys in red. Hawk picked up of the far quarter by Strong. Wheels back to the blue line and slides it near side to Borg. And he shoots and scores. Will Borgen, Bill Borgen the shot. John Hayden the deflection. His first goal of the season. The Kraken were out to 1 0 lead early, scoring against the fourth line. Perhaps a bit, in the kick, a bit of a kick in the ass for the Flames as they turned up the heat after falling down early. Puck comes free for Dubé, he spins, slides it ahead to Lindholm. We've got a two-on-two, Lindholm to Toffoli, to Lindholm, he scores! What a gorgeous goal. A beautiful give-and-go, Elias Lindholm to Tyler Toffoli, back to Lindholm, and into the back of the Kraken net. It's a hell of a play by Dylan Dubé in the defensive zone to spring Lindholm and start the play, wins the board battle, clean pass out, Starts a clean two-on-two rush, perfectly executed by Lindholm and Toffoli, and boom, the game was tied with Lindholm's 15th just three minutes after they fell down one nothing. Um, is that the um, is that the it was five-two? I, I said it was five-two final, not five-one. Mm. Um, is that the um, is that the one storyline that maybe has been flying under the radar this entire season? What's that? And I don't want to be negative, Ned. I want to mm. be positive, Pete. Yeah, on sure, a sure, Monday sure. morning. Because the flames are off and it's warmed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And the football season's almost done. Uh-huh. And spring is almost upon us. Right. Warmer weather. Um, but Elias Lindholm only scoring 15 goals. Is that like an under the radar thing that maybe we're not talking enough about? Because the guy had 40 last year. And I understand who he was playing with because arguably the best line in the NHL last season. And he was a big part of that. But him scoring only 15 goals. That's a huge drop in production. 32 games left? Like what? He's going to get... Like, let's even be on the on the super positive side. He's, can he score 15 goals in the last 32 games? I hope so. 
but probably not likely. If he gets to 25, I think that's probably... I mean, his first year he had 27 here in Calgary. The 42 feels like it's going to be an outlier with him. I, I think he can be a 30-goal guy. But it's just it's just getting to that point. I know here's, it's been slow. Here's the thing for me. If Jonathan Huberdeau was going... If that was going to work, then perhaps we could have seen him getting back to those marks. But... Without a truly elite setup guy like a Huberto, like a Johnny Gaudreau, who are what top five in that type of role in the entire NHL between the two of them, but it, he's not but gonna. But the other thing I would mention is he's got 45 points on the year in 49 games. Like the production has been there. He had 82 and 82 last year. He's not that far off his clip. Okay, he's producing. But yeah, the goals yeah. aren't necessarily there. I don't think, he, like Patty said, is he going to be a 40 goal guy down the road? Maybe not. But I certainly could see him as a 25, 30 goal scorer down the road. Listen, he's got a lethal shot. Just hasn't been a year where that line has always been clicking offensively. Getting into the rest of the game. Uh, mentioned that play started with Dylan Dubé. Lindholm's 15th, just three minutes after they fall down. Second half of the first period would see the Flames pull ahead. Open in there on the fourth check. Can't come up with the puck. Zdorov does keep it in left point. Coleman. To Lindholm, back to Coleman, to Toffoli, he scores! Tyler Toffoli bats the bouncing puck by Martin Jones. Nice work by Blake Coleman to help set that one up. Tyler Toffoli jumps on the rebound for his 18th, and Calgary had their first lead of the game. They'd extend it before the break. We'll pass the puck to Toffoli, who stops and shoots and misses the crack in net. And now Weaker tries a shot that doesn't get through. It's centered, Zadorov scores! With 4.5 seconds left of the first period, Nikita Zadorov slaps the puck into the crack in net. An excellent dish from Elias Lindholm to Nikita Zadorov. The Beautiful big man finish. buries his eighth third point of the first period for Lindy as the Flames led 3-1 after 20 minutes of play. Uh, funny uh, you talk about Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. Uh, yesterday during uh, Inside the Lines, uh -huh. I got a uh, slew of text messages from somebody. About Nikita Zadorov, like during the like my football show nine six zero nine six zero. Yeah, well, that's just... the one I give out for. Okay, yeah, because sure. I'm here in the studios yeah. doing the show. <laughs> so I got nine text messages about Nikita Zadorov during my football show. I was asking because I thought you might have meant your personal phone, and I no. thought that was even weirder. No, on nine sixty. So uh, Nikita Zadorov is scoring on ten percent of his shots equals great execution. Better than Kale McCarr, Adam Fox. <laughs> Dougie Hamilton, okay. Brandon Montour, uh -huh. Roman Yossi. Only Eric Carlson is better. Zadorov goal prowess has him tied for top 14 in the league. Only Vince Dunn has only Vince Dunn has more goals than Zadorov without a power play goal. Did you call him Vince Dung? Did I? <laughs> I or Dunn. Yeah, I heard Dung. Oh, That's I fine. Heard dung. That's yeah, kind it's... of funny. Okay. Uh yeah. I don't know if he's like, in the again, same caliber. I appreciate guys. the Nikita Zadorov love, but yeah, it was a great finish. And I, that goal pretty much changed the whole tenor of the game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You get uh, late goals going into the United Mission are always intriguing because they totally change the vibe of the uh, locker room after that. But 3 1 after 20 minutes of play. No goals in the second period, but Calgary did continue to press. They outshot the Kraken 13 to 8. The third period did saw Seattle draw near. First, they had a goal mouth scramble. That was called off for goaltender interference, inappropriately so, as uh, Jared McCann had kicked the leg of Dan Vladar. But the Kraken would keep pressing, and eventually they would break through. From a sharp angle, Eli Tovedin puts the puck by a diving Dan Vladar. And this time the Kraken do get back to within a goal. Not bad for a waiver wire ad. Ninth goal of the season for Tolvanen. That made it a 3-2 game just after the midway point of period number three. But the Flames would not wait long to restore their two-goal lead. Manchapani falls, but is still able to knock the puck out. Now Coleman will bring it in. Coleman to Backlund, dropping. Hannafin scores! Noah Hannafin! Fires the puck past Martin Jones. Fourth goal of the season for Hannafin. He joins the rush, buries the nice little pass there. Blake Coleman buried his 10th of the season into an empty net as the Flames took a 5-2 victory. It's a wild week because they played four games from Saturday through Friday. Impressive wins against the Lightning and the Kraken. 
Went to overtime with the Jackets, which was very mid, and then had just a deplorable performance against the Blackhawks. So a strange week of results heading into the All-Star break. Uh, I have a take on the Flames I want to do at the top of the hour that I want to get your opinion on. Okie dokie. Top Based of the hour. on what I was watching. Mm-hmm. And you know when you watch something and all of a sudden you get that like, you get a bit of an epiphany. An aha moment? The like, light bulb like goes a, off? Like a light shines from up above on oh. you and you're like, oh, this is what I'm kind of watching. I uh-huh. want to share that at 7 o'clock when it comes to the Calgary Flames. The lights, the, the skies part and the yeah. light falls down. Mm. Sure. I'm excited. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. I hope so. Uh, Flames are on a bye now. They don't play again until February the 6th. Mm. They'll begin their final Eastern Conference road trip with a game at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. 23 of the 32 teams are on their league-mandated bye. But if you're a big fan of the Bruins, Sabres, Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Kings, Canadians, Senators, Leafs, and Capitals, you might enjoy how this week goes. Mm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Only two games yesterday. Uh, there was a slobber knocker tilt between the Hurricanes and the Bruins as the Bruins were looking to avoid a third straight loss for the first time this season. They were plus money on the money line, George. They were plus 110. See, Vegas knew. I though. had to jump on it but like a fool. You got fished in. I sure did. Flopping around the boat. You know, here's the thing. The Hurricanes are also a good team, and if you give up breakaways to this team, then they'll probably going to score. Out of the zone it goes. Jarvis. Tried to knife it away from Carlo, and he does. Now Jarvis in on Allmark. Jarvis back and he scores! Oh, Seth Jarvis! That goes in a museum. 3-0 Carolina. <laughs> the former WHL standout with a nasty finish on the breakaway. Silky smooth hands as the Bruins lose a third straight game. That made it 3-0. Hurricanes win it 4-1. You can't keep that pace up the entire season if you're the Boston Bruins. It's impossible. Like, on pace to have 140 points in the regular season. And being on. one of the oldest teams in the entire right. NHL. Eventually, you'll you'll regress a little bit back to the mean. It's just it's just the reality of the league. Now, they're not on their all-star break. Theirs will come after, or their, their bye, pardon me. Theirs will come after the all-star break. Mm-hmm. I wonder what type of boost that gives them. If they can maybe yeah. salvage a victory or two here for the course of the week, get yeah. those nine days off, get a little bit of juice back in those legs, and then maybe keep pressing. Like, this could be the perfect time for them. But granted, you don't want to go into the break on a three-game losing streak. That's also a team you want no part of in the first round of the Stanley Cup play. That's going to be a hard pass for me, bro. Yeah. Elsewhere was the Leafs and the Capitals. Speaking of a team that wants to avoid the Bruins in the first round, and really the second round, Nicholas Backstrom scored his first goal of the season to get the Caps on the board, but then it was the Leafs roaring back to win this one. Here's Nylander coming back the other way, dropping it into the slot of pass, jammed at the rebound, scores! Wee Willie Nylander on a three-on-one and a backhand off a stop made by Kemper. 28 bingos for William Nylander. That made it 3-1 in what was a four-goal period for the Leafs. They come back from a 1-0 deficit and beat the Capitals by a 5-1 score. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was at that game. He was. He was watching over the shoulder of uh, Gordon Miller, I believe. Is that the the picture from that one? Uh, And uh, Gretzky said when they interviewed him in their mission, uh, he'll he'll gladly follow around Ovechkin if Ted Leonsis is going to loan out his jet. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why not? That's a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. Sure, Even I'll for follow the, the team if you let me loan your jet. If I can go private jet yeah. from spot to spot. Hmm. Good for him. You know what? He worked hard enough that you can make demands like mm. that. Like, I don't think I could pull that, but no. Wayne, perhaps. The only uh, time you and I are flying private, if we're actually working <laughs> for the airline. <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Times are tough. Yeah. Uh, just one game today. The Jets will play host to the Blues at 6 o'clock. Gloria! Gloria! I think I got your number! Gloria! NFL yesterday. It was Championship Sunday. Let's get underway with the Eagles and the 49ers. Is this game, unfortunately, only really had one healthy quarterback, and it was, Bro- it was not Brock Purdy. Hurt early in this game, strained his elbow, so Josh Johnson came in, the veteran journeyman quarterback, but then he got concussed, so it was all Jalen Hurts. Um, Didn't need to throw for a ton of yards, but the Eagles were just too much to handle with their run game against a San Fran team that didn't have any offense going. Hurts gives it off against Sanders. Five into the end zone. Kelsey. 
Jason Kelsey. What an unbelievable job. Kelsey, Jordan Mailata off that left side. That offensive line for the Eagles was doing work. Not a 13-yard touchdown run for Miles Sanders. That saw the Eagles take a 14-7 lead over the 49ers. They would walk to a 31-7 victory. Well, uh, of course, uh, the issue is that quarterback Brock Purdy gets hurt on a fumble. He gets his elbow hurt. And then Josh Johnson, the veteran, comes in, suffers a concussion. Mm. And they're forced to put Brock Purdy in, who literally can't throw the football. Like, the Niners had no chance to win that game. Even Jimmy Garoppolo says if he wasn't inactive... He would have loved to be a part of that game, would have threw a helmet on and tried to help the team out. But when you can't throw the ball down the field, uh, you're done. And that's what happened to the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, despite the fact that their Philadelphia's defense was incredible. Yeah. Jalen Hurts didn't play good at all yesterday. He missed some wide open throws early on in that game. And to me, this is the fascinating part of that Super Bowl matchup coming up in two weeks. Is he going to be able to elevate his game to be Patrick Mahomes? Because if you look at this Eagles team on paper in that matchup against Kansas City, they're a lot deeper, a lot deeper everywhere on mm-hmm. the football field. Playmakers, offensively, defensively. But Jalen Hurts was no good yesterday in a big-time pressure game for the Philadelphia Eagles. But credit their depth because that's what got it done because they ran it down the throats of the 49ers yesterday. On the other side, it was the Chiefs and the Bengals battling for the second straight AFC Championship game. The Bengals had some trouble with their offensive line early in the game as Joe Burrow was uh, pulling himself off the turf quite a bit early. But nevertheless, the defense was able to keep them in the game. The Bengals trailed 13-6 to at the half, but a 27-yard touchdown pass to T. Higgins early in the third quarter saw the game tied early. That was after a fumble by Pat Mahomes as well, where the ball just slipped out of his hand. Teams exchanged touchdowns after that. Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught a 19-yard pass from from Mahomes before Samaje Pirine slammed in a two-yard touchdown run. Tied the game at 20 late in the contest. Bengals chance to put up some points with about two and a half minutes left in the game. End up having to punt the ball. Mahomes with a little bit of time left. Looks to be moving up the field. He rolls out of the pocket. He gets over to the line. And... Uh, Osai, the defensive lineman for the Bengals, who had been playing quite well, takes a uh, roughing the passer penalty, yep. puts the uh, the Chiefs into field goal range. They kick the field goal, win the game, 23-20, and they're off to the Super Bowl. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack about this game really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, number one, that whole third down reset, third down reset by the Chiefs, that was something you usually don't see during a playoff game, and a lot of people are upset about that. Nice job, Tolbert. Just blew it. uh, But but two things, too. Um, Why are the Bengals punting that ball straight in the air and not angling it to avoid the return? That's a big-time special teams gaffe by the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. And if you actually watch the replay, there was a bit of a block in the back during that return. I thought there was a hole, too. And, And I know Joseph Osai is getting all the heat today. But if you actually watch the play before, he made an incredible play to break up a pass to Kelsey. And then you watch the back angle of the roughing the passer play. If Mahomes doesn't get his legs tangled up with Osai, he doesn't fall and the flag doesn't get thrown. Mm. Like, what is he supposed to do in that situation? Like, he's trying to push him out of bounds, but the reason why he fell is because he got his legs tangled up with Mahomes, roughing the passer, roughing the passer 15 yards. Felt like a big missed opportunity. For the Bengals and Joe Burrow made some incredible throws. He made some not so incredible throws. And again, Patrick Mahomes, that's why he's the best quarterback in the NFL, literally dragged that team into another Super Bowl appearance. Like the couple of those throws he made yesterday was absolutely absurd. But was the was the officiating yesterday questionable? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was brutal. It's unacceptable during a championship game to have so many question marks. From the Zebras. We'll talk to Charles Davis about that coming up at 7.30. Yeah, it was fine. It's fine. It's fine. Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. An all-Kelsey affair as uh, Jason Kelsey is the center for the Eagles. Travis Kelsey is, of course, the tight end for the Chiefs. And they will battle in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, The Raptors played a doubleheader over in the Western Conference as the Raptors are in the midst of a season-long seven-game road trip. It is their Longest road trip in 15 years for Toronto. Uh, Tonight, they'll visit the Phoenix Suns. It's game four of seven on the road trip as they got four more stops before they head home. But they played two games over the weekend, George. 
Yeah. We were in Golden State Friday and then Portland on Saturday. Uh, are, let's are you ready do it. Tell us all about it. Let's go. All right, uh, here we go. Raptors blew a lead in Golden State against the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors shooting took over in the uh, fourth quarter. Raptors lost 129. Uh, 117. But then Saturday, uh-huh. uh, big underdogs in Portland against the Blazers. Uh, they picked up a 123-105. And Precious Achua scored 27 points what? and grabbed 13 rebounds. But bad news, OG and Anobi got banged up in that game. But a pretty good weekend. OG won't play today. No. Uh, as they do visit the Phoenix Suns. OG doesn't want to be in Toronto, it sounds like. Pardon well, me? He wants he wants a better role. He wants the rock more, Patrick. Yeah, I agree. He's a hell of a player. He should. Yep. Mm. They visit the Phoenix Suns at <laughs> 7 o'clock today. That's my I hope they don't trade him sound. Okay. Mm. Aussie Open. Um, so, how was your Saturday? I uh, Tell I us did. about it. What did you do? Okay, so I didn't really sleep Saturday. I slept all day for some reason because my sleep uh, habits are just completely out the window. So <laughs> in this role, you got to get it where you can get it. Yeah. So I slept all day and I watched the matches entirety live. And so it was what? A one thirty Calgary started, start? Yeah. Just after one thirty Calgary time. A.M. And I had to be uh, inside the lines at 8 a.m. to do oh. the show. So I watched the entire match. I uh, got to bed at about 5.30. That's a nap. That's not a sleep. Slept for 90 minutes. Yeah, that's showered, a nap. And then came here to do inside the lines. But uh, my boy, uh, Novak Djokovic, Really wasn't troubled that much against Stefano Tsitsipas. Mm-hmm. He pretty much mind after him the entire match. Oh, good. And credit Novak Djokovic. Uh, very emotional post-match. Uh, yeah. Climbed to Nuno's box. Uh, cried. Uh, was very emotional. I've never seen him be that emotional after a major championship victory. And I've watched all 22 of them. Um, this obviously has to do with 12 months ago when he was literally treated like a criminal in Australia. He also mentioned that the last four or five weeks have been very difficult for him and his team around him. Dealing with the hamstring issue yeah. and getting back to Australia. Again, I, I know he was made a political pawn in Australia, but when they took away his wallet and his phone and put him in a confined space like he was some sort of like <laughs> criminal 12 months ago, it was embarrassing. And I even think Australia felt bad on how they actually treated him. So credit to Novak Djokovic, because a lot of us would say, to hell with you, I'm never coming back. He goes back there, wins his 10th Aussie Open, which is phenomenal, and now tied Rafa Nadal for the all-time lead at 22 majors apiece. At what point did it feel like this was his tournament to lose? Was it when Nadal's injury started to get... Uh, You know what it was? Uh, When the D-Minor match, and he destroyed him, and his uh, hamstring wasn't an issue. Mm. Because the Dimitrov match, the hamstring was a bit of an issue. And that was what, quarters? Yeah, it was uh, the... uh, No, it was the... Right um, before? The the round of 16? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, on his way to being... He's already, in my opinion, the greatest tennis player of all time. If you actually look at all the statistics, weeks at number one, head-to-head versus those guys... Mm -hmm. But again, uh, I hope Nadal is healthy enough so those two can clash at the French Open in the spring. Uh, Arena Sabalenka won her sixth tour victory, but her first major over on the women's side. Uh, Farmers Insurance Open was this weekend. We take out our drivers, we tee up, and (laughs) that ball goes sailing up into the sky, holds there for a moment, and then... (gasps) Max Homa took home the title. Came from five shots back on Sunday, ended up taking a two-stroke victory, six-tour victory for the 32-year-old, who also happens to be one of the absolute best Twitter follows in all of golf. Mm. I'd also like to give a shout-out to uh, Jessica Hadwin, Adam Hadwin's wife, who is also a great golf follow. Um, But congrats to Max Homa, who I'm really enjoying watching this young man become a star on the PGA. Yeah, last, uh, he's a guy who always comes from behind, too, at these tournaments. Yeah, uh, he's so clutch on Sundays. Like, yeah, does he not is. get phased by he anything. Is. And if you look at, uh, and he wins in his native California, if you look at potentially a uh, place where he could win, uh, the Los Angeles Country Club for the U.S. Open. Max Home is a guy, hits it a mile, um, wins in California a ton. Early dark horse, not even really a dark horse yeah, for me sure. to win the U.S. Open, but if you want to put a futures bet on Max Homa, I think that's 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 where I would go right now to win the U.S. Open. No, Obviously, the Masters is up first, and it's and it's the primetime event, and I get all of that. But for the U.S. Open, Max Homa would be my guy right now if I were to make a bet. Now, you and I joined a little golf pool, a uh, little one and done. Who did you have this weekend? I had Colin Morikawa. That went well. 
Yeah, he finished uh, good, third. Good, good pal of Max Homa. Yeah, he finished third. And uh, you had Jason Day. Jason Day, who also was like, I want to say he finished in a tied for seventh or tied for eighth. Yeah, he, he, he had a good, pretty uh, good. Max Homa right now at Sports Interaction, uh, 23 to 1. To win to the win US, US Open. Open. It's good value. I on like that. that. I like good that. Good value on that. Uh, let's get to the local stuff as well. Hitman played their third straight three game weekend. Didn't start out great. They got goalied up in Edmonton. And also, they got kind of weathered. Um, this game was supposed to start at 7. It ended up starting at 7.30 because the Hitman arrived at 6.10 due to the brutal weather on the QE2. So they had like 45 minutes to prep for their game. They ended up losing 3 nothing to the WHL's worst team, and Colby Hayes stopped all 44 Hitman shots. Saturday, the Hitman fell in overtime back at home at the 7 Chiefs Sportsplex. They lose to the Blades 3-2. And then on Sunday, they were taking on the CHL's top-ranked team in the Winnipeg Ice. They would also lose this one, although... Uh, they did come back to tie it, sent it to overtime, a 5-4 loss for the Hitman. Next game for them is Wednesday. This is a key one. It's the final stop for Regina in Calgary in Connor Bedard's tenure as a member of the Pats, unless somehow these two teams end up facing each other in the playoffs, but it's very unlikely. Uh, second bowl at the Saddle Dome is open up for this one. Ooh. It should be a lot of fun. Connor Bedard has been selling out buildings all over the place. I think... They're expecting like 12,000 plus at least for this wow. game at the Saddle Dome. That'll be super exciting. So uh, I'm going to be there. I think I might make, I think I might venture down in, there. In my civvy clothes to watch Connor Bedard. Are you sit in the stands? Yeah, I got tickets. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be working it. I was going to media pass it and just sit up top. It's also not a bad play. But I, me and a couple buddies, you when we watched beers. the Hitman on January the 1st, and it was against the Rebels, and it was a really good game. And then I, while we were in our stupor, I convinced them to come watch the February okay. 1st game. So All right. that's what I'm doing. Wranglers played a road doubleheader, started Saturday in Henderson against the Vegas affiliate, the Silver Knights. Hitman scored four goals in the first 40 on road to a 6-2 victory. Mitch McLean had two goals, an assist, and a fight in a first-start performance. And Walker Dewar also scored twice. Sunday, they were on in Ontario, California, to face the Rain, who are the affiliate of the Wranglers. Jacob Pelche scored. Matthew Phillips scored. Walker Dewar scored as the Wranglers were able to win by a 4-1 to one score. And finally, the Roughnecks were taking on the Toronto Rock at the Dome on Saturday night. By all accounts, an extremely good game. Eventually, it went to overtime. The Rock would get the game winner. 11-10, the final score. The Roughnecks fall to 3-3 three and three on the season. They're headed out on the road for this upcoming week. They're out in Halifax to battle the Thunderbirds. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Maddie. And the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then even beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, I'll give you that Flames take uh, that, that kind of dawned on me watching that game Your on epiphany Friday night. moment? Yeah, it's not... It's not that earth-shattering, mm-hmm. but it kind of, I kind of reconciled like what, what the game was Thursday and what the game was Friday. So I'll, I'll extrapolate on that point straight ahead. I'm and, intrigued. And yeah. I also have a bone to pick with a, with a historical uh, monument. Here in Calgary? No. Oh, we'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, the fan.